Hello all of you lovely, lovely blossoming creatives. Spring is coming, it's coming indeed. Everything around me is blossoming. Uh, I can't be happier. <laughs> I think, well, I know. What I think I know. I know spring is my favorite time of the year and that's because usually I spend winter in hibernation. <laughs> which is what happened this year and in this episode I want to talk about exactly that kind of trusting your seasons and how your body feels and how your energy flows and all of that so if you are following me on Instagram I'm at the Blossoming Creative Club if you're not you will know that I took a break from work and from Instagram I barely was there at all from mid-January until March 1st so for six weeks and technically my hibernation period uh, started much earlier than that but I was basically making myself keep on working because I it felt good <laughs> I get high from working basically I'm an addict to work uh, and it's something that I'm continuously working on not overriding my life so before uh, in my past life as I call it now I was a, a management consultant for medium and large companies and my work days were like 16 hours long because I was also a full-time student and it was a lot a lot but I loved work so much I, I loved spending every waking minute of my day working but it didn't end up very well and in the last year I've made great effort to designing a life that I want to live that I don't want to run away from even though I still want to move to Sydney <laughs> but not to run away and I transitioned to being employed to running my own business and being self-employed and I purposefully designed my business so that it fits my lifestyle instead of making my lifestyle fit around my business and a big chunk of that is I actually don't want to work for a long time <laughs> in an ideal world I would like to work from March until mid-October and then maybe end of October spend you know doing some admin stuff or basically preparing to close the business year down because what I've realized about myself now thinking in retrospect November December and January and February I literally spent in hibernation uh, my energy is lower I'm much less focused I'm not as productive it's just not my season and I love spending it by you know simply doing nothing or making meals more I love cooking and uh, reading more I think I've read at least like 10 books in like from Christmas until March 1st at least 10 uh, and it's a mixture of physical books books on Kindle and audiobooks because I love using all of the different mediums it allows me uh, the capability <laughs> to read more books uh, at the same time but basically yeah I wanted to talk about what I discovered during this six week break because it was my first proper 
purposefully made break uh, since working for myself. I was on holiday before, but it was much shorter and I, I designed my business. So I basically work part time and not full time and can support myself with that. But this was a six week break and it scared the shit out of me <laughs> because I, at the same time, I, I knew that it was something that I needed very much, especially after lockdown was still on uh, late between, between Christmas and New Year's Croatia uh, was struck by three earthquakes that were also very devastating it was uh, in a city that's approximately 30-ish kilometers from where I live so it was felt with great intensity here as well and all of that combined simply made me you know made me want to cave myself in <laughs> even more so than what I did before. So I decided that I will not show up on Instagram. I won't be on social media. I won't take on any new clients, any new work. If some ideas come to me that are basically strategy wise, then okay, because I do love to think about strategy, but I wasn't going to do any admin or operational work during those six weeks. And oof, it was really hard at the beginning because I, first of all, I was bored. <laughs> Even though I had uni during that time as well, because we, don't have, we didn't have a break other than between Christmas and uh, New Year's. So I did have things to do, right? But I didn't do anything work-wise. But what came from those six weeks is what matters the most and what I want to tell you about and kind of uh, hopefully spark... Uh, spark? <laughs> Can you say it? Ignite a spark? I think that's better. <laughs> um, within you to think about these questions as well. So pre-break... I was really struggling with how I want to show up on social media strategy-wise because I'm an introvert. I want my, my motto is more help, less time. So I don't want to spend much time, uh, you know, wasting, preparing, I don't know, posts for social media or anything that's high management. I'm just, I'm a very low maintenance person and I wanted my business to be low maintenance as well but while having the biggest impact that it can. I wasn't going to settle for a decrease in impact because I wanted to be low maintenance. So this was a big challenge. However, what I realized throughout uh, the break was that when I started my Instagram account back in, I think, early June last year, it was still only an illustrations account because I have been using art as a form of therapy after, again, earthquakes <laughs> that were now back in March last year. And then was the first lockdown and basically my entire life flipped upside down. So that was the first time when I started illustrating and when I opened my Instagram account. And back then it wasn't overwhelming for me and it wasn't high maintenance. So I started questioning myself, well, why? <laughs> Why did I feel such pressure now? And I didn't feel back then. And that's when it dawned on me. Every time, uh, and this happens a lot, <laughs> by the way, every time that my hobby advances into a business, 
I, I, I act like it's, you know, IBM or Google or <laughs> a very, very big company because I have big dreams, right? And I'm a perfectionist and a high achiever and I don't want to disappoint people. So I put all of these labels, all of these etiquettes on my business and then it makes and all of those labels it makes my business so heavy, but only like I feel like it's heavy when in reality it's not. It's something that I am guilty of doing. Uh, so when I realized that, I started peeling off those, those labels from my business and realized that actually it's really doable. <laughs> and that it's not so heavy and that I can make it low maintenance and still have a big impact on people, which I love. And I just stood there and thought to myself, what an idiot I am for <laughs> doing such a thing. But it wouldn't be me if I didn't take that analysis further. <laughs> so I started thinking about, well, why did I do such a thing? Why did I, you know, put so many labels on the business where I didn't have to? And there's no one simple answer. There's simply not. Uh, some of it came from my fear of success and finding distractions or procrastinating or setting up roadblocks for myself <laughs> is easier because it's in my comfort zone and it keeps me from the success, right? And our brains and bodies, especially when we don't feel safe and when the entire world is in a state which we are not used to seeing, doing something very different from than what we are used to is scary and our bodies and minds do the best job that they can to protect us from scary. So uh, <laughs> I was I was shooting myself in the foot by thinking that way. But once I made it visible for me, and once I realized that this is actually a pattern that I have had with all of my previous businesses, when they scale from small scale to a bigger scale, <laughs> uh, was that I simply I simply get scared and. Even though I, I, I always have so much advice for my friends and family and clients going through the same thing, whether in their life or in their business, it's always much harder to apply that same advice for yourself. I think many of you can relate. <laughs> so now I, I feel light as a feather, to be quite honest with you, because what I arrange with myself is to think of my businesses, and I say that in plural because I have more than one, as experiments, basically. To kind of trick my mind into sticking labels when I'm not looking and making them feel heavy, because if I look at it as an experiment, then it can't be heavy. It's nothing serious, right? I mean, it is but I'm tricking my mind into thinking that it isn't so that I can be free and authentic self and run a business without self-sabotaging it. <laughs> I'm not sure whether this is 
the best solution, but it's a solution that I've come up so far and it seems to be working very well. And also it's like... <laughs> it's it's multifaceted, right? It's It has m multiple layers, the problem has. Uh, <laughs> I will be doing my best to stripping them one by one until I reach a point of Oh, so this is the main root of the problem. But I'm going to take a guess on like a hunch feeling on what I think it is. And the root problem, and maybe you can relate, let me know if you do. Reach out to my DMs on Instagram, please. I would love to have uh, conversations about this. So I think that the root problem is that we are, you know, taught that the money doesn't grow on trees and that you need to work hard for the money. Is that the song? Yeah. Work hard for the money. Oh, sorry, again, me and my... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a quick uh, tangent. I'm a musician as well. And I uh, have a professional deformation when I need to sing out the lyrics if I accidentally <laughs> mention them in a conversation like I did now. So hope you don't mind. I think this will continue on. Um, showing up in the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying was that the root issue of me feeling like my business is heavy, that it needs to be heavy, is because we have been conditioned and taught by society that nothing comes easy. Success doesn't come easy, money doesn't grow on trees, like you need, yeah, work hard for the money. So all of these notions, all of these concepts that we are fed in since we are little kids that don't help us once we start being entrepreneurs. Because we, with our capabilities and our capacities and skills and talents and knowledge, we can make it easy for us. That's the beauty of it. That's why entrepreneurs do what they do and don't go work for someone else. Because we can make it easy, easier than other people, certainly. But then we are told, like, I think then because of all of the conditions and beliefs that are fed into us, that we inhibited from uh, our childhood, from since we were young, we feel like we are a trick. We feel like this is, the success happened by chance, that it can't be that easy. That feeling comes crawling from within you that it certainly can't be this easy to make money and have a happy life that you actually love because everyone else around you is telling you it's not possible and then you feel like a fraud and then the imposter syndrome also kicks in and this is the reason why we feel we need to make our business heavy so that it feels like a real business <laughs> Because we have been conditioned to think, to believe that success can't be achieved so easily like we have made it to be, which is complete bullshit. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, there is simply no, there's simply no antidote to this kind of societal beliefs that we are fed in since a very young age. And it takes a lot a lot of unlearning to reach this conclusion but now i feel like a free woman 
not single. <laughs> I have a partner. I, I love you very much. But I feel like a free woman. I feel like I feel liberated. I feel like I was, uh, you know, like I I was round up in chains <laughs> just before uh, before this, and now I'm breaking free. You know, like very. Uh, movie like you know breaking from the chains and you can imagine like the chains crackling and breaking and flying away from me because now I realize that this is all a facade and it's not true <laughs> and that you can really achieve your goals without you know making your business feel heavy or making it be thinking that it is more than it is, but not in a bad way, not like imagining that you're, I don't know, the next Oprah or Elon Musk or whatever, but putting more and more pressure and overwhelm on in your business uh, than it needs to have. Uh, the other part of this is that I think that a big part of this conversation and the reason for this conversation is about status quo, and that most people are often afraid of change. So again, also their mind and bodies do their best jobs to keep them safe and keep them inside their comfort zones and inside the status quo. So they need to be preaching to us that it's scary to go outside the ring, to go outside the circle of the comfort zone, right? But what happens very often is that when we take the leap and when we trust ourselves and when we escape that circle of comfort and we achieve our dreams, then those same people are like, oh my, like either, oh my God, you got lucky or like you're a one-time trick or something along those lines. Because now they, it's like hard to express for themselves. It's hard to understand and articulate what they're feeling. But basically they are feeling regret that they didn't have the guts to do it and you did. So then again, they need to devalue your success to make themselves feel a bit better. <laughs> and that's a sad reality of how people are. I'm not saying that there are only those types of people. Of course, there are your super fans who love you and cherish you and support you. But I just wanted to touch up on this sadly true reality of why we are constantly being told not to try out new things. And the, the big part of that is because people don't want you to succeed because they don't want to be the ones taking the leap themselves, but they also don't want seeing others doing it too. So yeah. And all of this, what I've been chatting about for the past 20-ish minutes, has been emerging as a theme for those six weeks during my break. And I've made a promise to myself, um, not only that I will look at my businesses as experiments, so that I trick my brain into thinking that they are very light and that there's no need to stick labels on them, but I've also made a promise that I will defy this society's limits and norms and rules and beliefs as much as I can because I want to have a life that's wholesome for me and which I enjoy having and I don't see myself as fitting in the status quo and doing the same thing for the rest of my life and not trying out new things 
that's directly opposite of who I am as a person. So I made a promise to be brave no matter what, to trust in my gut and to show up as authentically me, uh, not like without thinking what other people may think of me, what other people may say, what I don't know. Just I won't overthink it, I won't care or stress about what other people might say or think or feel or do or whatever. I won't panic about stuff, I won't uh, overanalyze what I should and shouldn't do, but the only thing that I will do is do the things that feel true for me. And whether this is uh, bringing out new products and services, starting new businesses or, I don't know, bringing new clients, I will do what feels right for me and what feels like the best way that connects my skills and my knowledge with my goal of helping people. And that, that realization just makes me so happy, so whole, you know, like, it brings me complete peace. When I'm telling you this now, I feel that every inch of my body, every cell in my body feels aligned with what I'm telling you now. There's no inch of resistance or doubt or anything else. It's just me, Franca. It's completely, authentically me. So how this manifests, how this conclusion will manifest in my business and in this podcast and on my Instagram is that I will always talk about, and this is a case in point, what comes to me, what I feel like talking. And before I would, you know, think, oh, but is this something that people want to hear? Is this something that people need? Is this, you know, I don't know, boring or etc. I don't know. Like so, so, so many doubtful thoughts. And when I stopped and actually thought about what my best performing posts were, they were all the posts which I made in five minutes because I got angry, passionate about something. And then I wrote from my heart and those were the posts that you loved. So I am going to ride this wave called Franca. <laughs> And I won't try to modify it. I won't try to control it. I will just try to surf it, okay? I know that this episode has been a bit of a different one, but I hope you've enjoyed it. I wanted to share these thoughts with you and to maybe inspire you to think about this uh, yourself. What might be the limiting beliefs that you have that you feel like you're not fitting in because don't don't forget the rules, they're all made up. Like there isn't a person on this planet who is always 100% right and who knows how to do all of the things. And there's no person who, one person who writes the rules, at least not on earth. If you're religious, it's your God then. But on earth, there are no rules. They are all made up by different people and different industries. Uh, sadly, most presumably by old white men. <laughs> so why should we conform to those rules, right? Just be you and see where that takes you. I think, I believe it's going to take you 
on your own well-deserved path. Let me know what you think about this episode. Um, reach me at the Blossoming Creative Club on Instagram or drop me an email or visit the website at theblossomingcreative.com. You know where to reach me anyways. The links are all in the description down below and I look forward welcoming you next week. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for spending this 30 minutes together. Um, yeah, see you next time.